Hey witches, I'm Margo. And I'm Regina. And this is the Nearly Witches Podcast. Welcome back, witches. We hope that you are doing well, and we hope that you are super ready to dive into this week's episode. Yes, because this week we're going to be focusing on divination, what it is, different types of divination techniques, etc. Yes, and I'm super excited for this episode um, because I am sorry, I'm like super tired today, so I'm just like... <clears throat> I'm I'm mostly Me excited too. because I've recently learned about um, five types of divination, three of which I use personally, um, and I'm just really excited to share it with you guys. Do you have a favorite divination or a favorite type of divination, Margo? Yeah, I have tons of decks of tarot cards, and I've been practicing reading those with my roommates and myself. And um, I also have practiced like reading birth charts, so lots of astrology, and I'm going to get some oracle decks soon and get into that as well. And I'm super excited about it, but I would say those are the ones I use most. Nice, nice. Yeah. And I just wanted to let you guys know really quick that we are going to be doing these little mini episodes every now and then. They're going to be a little bit shorter. Um and we're just going to kind of briefly cover the subject and we'll have deeper ones at a later date. Um, and that's kind of what this one is. All right. So the first thing we're going to talk about is astrology and its correspondence with divination. So as I'm sure you know, astrology is the study of the star signs in correlation to your birth date, as I'm sure we mentioned in one of our previous episodes all about astrology. Um, so basically, it means that your different star signs can tell you so many different things about your personality, your expected future, and so much more. Astrology can tell you a lot about how the stars, moon, and planet placements will affect different aspects of your life. Um, wow, I just lost my place. And then um, astrologists believe that the positions of these celestial bodies affect a person's personality and future. Many rely on astrology astrological forecasting to determine what will happen or what they might do next. They also use it in their decision making or for hopeful advice in their future. Um, stargazing and astrology was used in biblical times even only by the pagan nations. It started in Babylon, which was at the time the center of false religion, um, and it was forbidden by Jehovah God. Um, sorry. I just like really had to swallow. And then um, as of late, astrology has become more and more popular. So if you aren't very acquainted with astrology, you can always refer to an astrologer who can help you decipher your birth chart and read your future, etc. I recommend my friend Sabrina Clare and we will add her website on our website on our website so you can have access to all of her work. And then yes. um, the second thing we're just going to briefly cover is tarot and divination. So this is definitely one of the most popular forms of divination. I'm sure you've heard of it if you're here. Um, tarot is an ancient system that uses 78 cards divided into the major and minor arcana. Um, the major arcana consists of 22 cards representing archetypal symbols of the human journey, also named the process of individuation by Carl Jung. 
The 56 remaining cards are divided into the four suits, wands, cups, swords, and discs or pentacles. Um, they'll look familiar as they are the forerunner to modern playing cards. So many people get tarot readings to try and see what's going to happen in their future. However, this practice is more about giving insight into how things might roll out and helping people understand what might happen. Me personally, I use it to determine kind of what happened, what will happen between two choices. So like what will happen if yeah. I choose to do one thing or what will happen if I choose to do the other. And it helps me a lot yeah. in that way. Um, and tarot also helps for insight for the past and present. When reading in conjunction with each other, um, even more meaning can be discovered. You rely on your intuition when either doing or giving readings, so you want to make sure you are in tune with your intuition when reading. Personally, to do this, I make sure I like cleanse my cards in whatever way. Usually, I use incense, um, and then yeah. I do some sort of meditation before I do a reading as well, um, and yeah, that just kind of way. helps me like get grounded and get ready to yeah. see what the cards have for me, you know? That's a great way to get grounded, yeah. Yeah. That's just that's just what works well for me. There's plenty of other ways and we'll cover them in a future episode as well. Um and then when picking out tarot cards to buy, it is important to go with what you are drawn to, essentially, and your intuition as well. So it's okay if they're gifted to you too. Um basically if you've heard that like you can only have tarot cards gifted to you. That's not true. Of course, it's like special if you get them as a gift, but you can definitely get your own. Personally, I have a very large growing collection. Um, so yeah. And then the next one we're going to cover is oracle and divination. And oracle cards are similar to tarot cards. You've probably seen them in the bookstore lumped in with the tarot cards in the metaphysical or spirituality section. Um, but these are in fact very different from tarot cards. Oracle and tarot cards have a few key differences to consider. History, structure of the deck, rules of interpretation, and appeal slash learning styles. You'll also notice that oracle cards are bigger in size compared to tarot, which are a little bit bigger than playing cards. Um, um, but what is oracle exactly? So the definition of oracle is a person or thing that gives a prediction or reveals knowledge from a divine source. So the goals of each type of divination are different too. Both aim to give advice, but oracle decks do go a step further. They actually aim to help develop intuition and thinking skills in their readers. They also are often more focused on inspiring readers and prompting self-analysis rather than the sometimes somber truth of tarot. I definitely definitely have firsthand experience with that because <laughs> my tarot cards can be so so mean to me like it it's not even funny they are brutal um, they do not give two fucks if they hurt your feelings and oracle yeah. cards are more like they're more gentle, gentle and, and motivating like, i love that we both said gentle we love it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah the tarot cards can be brutally honest for sure um so definitely be careful of that if you're going to get into them. You can be slapped in the face a little bit um, Yes, because it's definitely shocking, especially be careful with like who you give readings to because if you're doing a reading for someone who maybe snaps easily and you tell them something brutally honest, they might not be very happy with it. Um, very true. Also been there. So yeah, just a fair warning out for anyone getting into tarot. That's a big difference between the two is Oracle is definitely more gentle and Tarot is a bit more brutal. Um, so, yeah. And then Oracle decks are much, much freer in form. Um, 
The structure of each oracle deck is entirely up to the creator, so it's necessary to take some time initially to read the guidebook and learn the cards. Oracle decks have no rules, unlike tarot, which means that each card's meanings and the deck's usage are very personal to the creator of the deck. Oracle cards depend on your intuition as well, so when pulling one for a reading, you follow what feels right to you. You can shuffle the cards the same way you would tarot, however, most reader readers will sort of sweep the deck across the table and pick a card and channel, meditate, or sense which card to pick out. And then um, the idea here is that the correct cards that are needed for the situation will always get picked because the reader is guided to them energetically. Yeah. Yeah, and then each deck um, each deck will have a guidebook for you to help decipher the meanings of each card. So don't worry if you aren't sure. Yeah, and you're probably a little confused as to like the difference between tarot and oracle. And I had someone once explain it to me um, as tarot or sorry, oracle is like the title of a book and mm -hmm. tarot is more like the pages of a book. So tarot goes a little bit more in depth and um, kind of breaks it down a little bit more, whereas um, Oracle is more kind of on the surface. Um, yeah. And another analogy that I've heard is that Oracle cards is the main meal, whereas tarot is the ingredients. I love those. So that, that makes that, it a little easier. Yeah, that makes it that makes it make sense a lot. Okay, and then one more thing I wanted to mention real quick before we move on to the next topic is we just have a blog post up um, on our website under the blog section, and now you can find our website. Is it thenearlywitchespod.com, right? Yes. Okay, so if you type that in, thenearlywitchespod.com, you can go to our website and click on the blog section, and that will show you our blog post about tarot versus oracle so if you're looking into either of them that's another way to kind of figure out which one is right for you yep all right so the next form of divination that we're going to talk about is pendulums um, and some of you might even be familiar with pendulums or heard of them and wondered what it was so that's what i'm going to get into really um, really quickly now so a pendulum is a symmetrical weighted object that is usually hung from a single chain or cord. Um, it's never made of a magnetic substance, um, but it's often a crystal. Um, but it could also be um, objects such as a favorite trinket, a bead, a metal ball, or even a key. Um, basically just a, a small weighted object. Um, so the pendulum is a very simple tool and it's one that lets the user tune into their intuitive power, intuitive powers. Sorry. Um, the pendulum acts as a receiver and transmitter of information and it moves in different ways in response to the questions that you ask, usually yes or no questions. Um, sorry, lost my place. There we go. No, you're good. Um, it can be worn and it's actually encouraged if you are able to wear it because it, it will um, better harness your energy and that energy can be used when you go to actually use the pendulum to ask questions if that makes sense hopefully that makes sense um yeah that makes sense to me <laughs> um so Pendulum dowsing can be used in a variety of different ways its most simple form is um, using it as, as, as I mentioned before, to answer questions 
um, or aid in decision making. Um, pendulums can also be used for healing purposes and identifying allergies to cleanse and dispel negativity in a room to help you find lost objects or pets even. Um, a pendulum works by tapping into your intuition and sixth sense. The pendulum acts as a form of receiver and transmitter of your higher gui guidance, um, guardian angels, and spiritual teachers. As a pendulum moves, you gain answers in the response to the questions. It's best um, suited with yes or no questions, um, as I mentioned before also, um, because mm -hmm. it literally goes yes, no, or maybe. Um, let's see. Although I've also seen pendulum boards that have letters, so I think that you, if you, depending on how you phrase the question, you could ask, um, if you're trying to figure out a name, um, of someone. Yeah, I've seen those ones with the letters on them for names. Yeah. Like, if they're trying to figure out the name of someone, that's what I've seen them use for. Yeah, so you could ask probably something along the lines of, does this person's name start with an R or, um, something like that or sh or you can ask it to um show you the first letter of a name i'm i'm assuming that's how it would work uh i'd have to yeah yeah that's how it yeah, works okay that's what i thought yeah um let's see where was i here oh shit i don't know i've been looking at you sorry guys <laughs> We're a little bit of a mess today, but it's, it's all okay. Good. We're we're all right. My brain is just so fuzzy. I'm so beyond out of it. Same. Ah, here I was. We're doing our best. <laughs> Many people uh, wonder where the answers come from and debate whether it's uh, really working or if it's just the pendulum responding to the movement of the user's hand, which mm -hmm. it can definitely happen if your hand is not still it your hand really needs to be still in order for this to to work properly um, yeah but as yeah as i said your hand needs to be still so um as with any form of divination using a pendulum involves a certain degree of faith belief and decidedly an opened mind um, as the answers come from your intuition and from higher spiritual guides. When it comes to choosing a pendulum, um, the right pendulum for you, you want to go with what feels right and what you, what you personally feel drawn to. Um, so kind of in the same way that you would be drawn to a crystal um, or even a tarot or oracle deck, if you feel drawn to it, then mm -hmm. it's possible that that pendulum has basically chosen you. Um, before you embark on um, having a go at a pendulum, you... Having a go at it. <laughs> I love that. You want to make sure to cleanse it and charge it with your own energy. The easiest way to cleanse your pendulum is to put it in a window seal in direct light for a day as long as it is sun friendly because some crystals are not sun friendly some of them can like it can destroy the coloring on yes them. um but you i believe yeah, you, so you want to make sure to do your research yeah. um you can um uh, i believe you can also cl uh, cleanse it in the moon light as well a full moon as well yeah you can um yeah so yeah 
there's that. And then, so it catches the rays of the sun. To charge it with your energy, hold the pendulum in your hands, closing your hands around it, then uh, spend a short amount of time, 15, 5 to 15 minutes or so, should be fine. Um, sitting quietly with your eyes closed, focusing on your energy um, and your pendulum. If you'd like to, you can say a prayer or ask the spirit guides um, or the or your guide angels, sorry, um, for their support and the guidance when using the pendulum. Once your pendulum is cleansed and charged, it's a good idea to keep it somewhere safe. Many people like to wrap their pendulums in silk or pop them in a small velvet bag for safekeeping. Um, I personally have my pendulum in a little velvet bag. And at first I was keeping it under my pillow. Mm-hmm. But now I just realized I do not actually know where my pendulum is. And that's horrible. I need to find it. <laughs> um, you can name your pendulum as well. I've named mine Penelope. We're a little bit chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, that's a cute yeah, name. Yeah, I had to ask her for permission if she liked the name. And she was like, yeah, I like it. I was like, okay, cool. That's your name, Penelope. That, that's, that's your name. So wherever you are, that. Penelope, I'll find you. I promise. <laughs> um, so. Now, let's see, where was I? I lost my mouse on my screen for a second. So, another thing I learned is um, to ask it to show you yes, no, and maybe. So, there are a couple different ways that you can you can go about programming. This is what is this is what you call programming your pendulum because you want to program it to make sure that it's going to give you the most accurate answer. Um, yeah. So, You can, if you don't already have a pendulum board, you can program it to show you yes, to show you no, and to show you maybe. So what you would do is you would hold the pendulum um, and you would just say, show me yes. And it could go in any direction. So it could go diagonal to the right, like up towards the right, or it could go diagonal up towards the left. It can go diagonal down towards the bottom or diagonal down towards the um, bottom to the right or left. Sorry. Um, And for maybe it could do the same thing. It could it could swing side to side. It could swing up and down. It could swing diagonal. It will kind of choose what it wants to do. So just make sure that if you don't already have a pendulum board and you're programming it without one to mark which directions are which so you can remember that and you can potentially buy yourself a pendulum board that matches with that fits it. yeah that matches with how you programmed it or you can create your own you can absolutely create your own I love that I was thinking about making one for myself and like getting just some fabric from like Walmart or wherever and like embroidering that would be awesome the answers into it I'm thinking about doing that I'm thinking about I could also do it on canvases yeah. like embroidering those on canvases or painting them. That would be really pretty. You could probably sell mm-hmm. it too if you make I think them. it would be fun. Um, probably. If I do that, I'll add them to our shop that we're making. Yes. Um, and yeah. so if you already have a pendulum board, it's super simple to program it. You basically just, um, you say to it, this is yes, and then you push it into the direction that is yes as you're basically guiding it and letting it know like, hey, this is yes. And then you would do the same thing with no and maybe so that it can understand, okay, this is no, this is yes, this is maybe. 
Um, and then once you make sense programmed your pendulum, you can ask it a simple question that you already know the answer to, such as, um, it's sunny out or is it sunny outside today? And it should hopefully give you the correct answer. So yeah, that's pendulums and divination for you. Woo. So I love that. And like thinking about that made me want to get mine out because I have one. I just don't use it very frequently. Same. I honestly, I've been neglecting my pendulum Penelope and I feel really bad about it. Um, the same with my tarot cards and oracle cards too, because I use tarot and oracle, but I, I procrastinate a lot. I think probably because I'm afraid of hearing what it's going to say, because I pretty much already know the answer. That's valid. But the tarot and oracle would basically confirm that, and you don't want it to confirm exactly, it, yeah. and I don't want it to confirm it. So <laughs> that's where I'm I at. completely understand. But you know, eventually, I'll start getting back into it i do need to find my pendulum though as i mentioned i lost it and i don't know where it's at and that's a really bad thing i'm pretty sure that it's in my bedside table or on top of my bedside table as a matter of fact i think it is because i think i see it so yeah <laughs> no worries anyways moving on the next and last form of div- uh, divination that we're going to be talking about in this episode is numerology and i 100 percent thought the word um divinology was a thing because i was getting numerology and divination confused for a second um when you just said divination i thought you were going to say divinology and i was really thrown off anyway this might sound like a that's all dumb moment but i actually kind of wonder if divinology is a word i'm gonna have to look that up i feel like it could be i i'm not sure i I'm super out of it today. My brain is so fuzzy. I can't even explain no worries. what's going on in my head right now. It's incredibly chaotic. Uh, me too. It's, but the full moon has been affecting me it. all week. Apparently the full moon Same. was affecting um, mutable and air signs the most. And so that made a lot of sense. I don't think I'm either, but I'm messed in the head right now you are a mutable sign because pisces was on yeah pisces was on the on the picture or um sorry the tweet that i saw so yes oh okay so because pisces is not an air sign so i assume that it is the mutable sign that was that it was referring to um i am an air sign aquarius um double because i'm also a libra um I'm not sure if either of them are mutable signs. If they are, that would make sense. But I've just been like extra tired this week. And oh, me too. And I Aquarius is my moon sign too. So I have air in my chart. There too. you go. Then yeah, that, that, that would explain it. So mutable plus. What's air. Taurus? Is Taurus an earth sign? Yes. I always forget. I believe it is. I think it's an yeah, earth sign. I think it is. Because um, I'm a Pisces, Aquarius, Taurus sun moon and rising yeah i think taurus is earth i'd have to look that up and you would think that the amount that we talk about astrology here that you that we would memorize this stuff but no we're just no (laughs) i it's too confusing yeah um but yeah that's why i have all the charts typed out that's why i'm so out of it today because the full moon has just been affecting me i'm seriously so out of it i feel so goofy i just feel tired and i mean i feel a little goofy but i just feel so so exhausted i like i've been getting sleep sort of but uh-huh. I wake up feeling like I didn't sleep at all. And it's just like, that's no fine. <laughs> so hopefully once the that full moon horrible. passes, I'll feel a little less exhausted. 
So my normal amount of Same. exhaustion. I was up like all night last night. Ugh. Like because I was feeling so sick. Aww, so I'm sorry. I just woke up today and I was like, I'm so tired. I'm not having it. So I have my coffee. I put a shot of espresso in it and I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> Today's going to be weird. Yeah. And it has been weird. I feel like I'm talking so slow and so fast at the same time. You're good. Very strange day. Yeah. Anyways, I just distracted you for a very long oh, time. Oh, no. You're good. You can keep going. <laughs> uh, Sorry. So, yes. Numerology and divination. So, numerology is a divination tool that works with numbers. Each number from one to nine has a particular meaning or energy. You use the numbers um, relating to your birth dates and your name to determine, sorry, to determine uh, which numbers have a particular relevance to you. So numerological divination, I'm sure I said that wrong, probably, but that's okay, um, can be used. I think you said it right. I'm pretty sure. I think you said it right. It's a big word, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big word. Um, Who knows? And my brain is very small today. So numerological my brain is small always right? <laughs> numerological <laughs> divination can be used um, to determine your life path your lucky numbers um, your major life changes or challenges and much much more along the lines of astrology it points out major f- um, forces that you came into this life with what's really great about numerology is that it's a form of divination that doesn't require psychic abilities because a lot of you are probably listening to this and thinking, I don't, I don't know how I'm supposed to do tarot or pendulum work or um, oracle because my intuition is not strong or et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, numerology doesn't require you to have those psychic abilities or um, strong intuition. Um, although it is recommended, you should always have your yeah. intuition in tune. And and I think at some point we will go over in another episode how to ground yourself and get your intuition back into check. Oh, yes, absolutely. Let's do that like soon. Yes. Um, so there are different ways to calculate both your name and your birth numbers to learn different aspects of your life. For instance, adding just the numbers of your first name tells you about relationships in your life. There are too many variations um, to go into full detail right now um, because numerology is a very, very, very complex thing. Um, We will try to put out a blog explaining it more in depth for you. If not a blog, then an episode. Um, but probably more likely a yeah, blog. Yeah, we'll do one of the two. Yeah, probably more likely a blog because I don't think that there'll be... A, I mean, it... Yeah, I feel... There's a lot of information, but I don't think there's enough to put it into an episode. Um, I feel like that's a thing, too, that's easier to understand by looking at it instead of listening to it. You correct, know? yeah. So I feel like for people to read it, it's going to be easier. Yeah, sometimes it can be. Um. So, Yes. To find your name number, you use your full birth name and assign numbers to each of the letters of your name. So like, for example, A would be 1, B would be 2, and C would be 3, etc. You can add all the numbers and you'll end up with 2 or 3-digit number, like 132, for example. And then you would add those numbers into a single digit and you would keep adding it until you get to one digit. A single digit. Um, that makes sense. It's kind of like figuring out your life path number, right? Yeah. 
Um, then the only exceptions are if you end up with an 11, a 22, a 33, etc. These are called... So a repeating number. Yeah. These are called master numbers and they don't get reduced. Um, Makes sense. So another... So in this example, your name number would be three. Now looking at the characteristics of threes, you can see what kind of person you are likely to be. Threes are said to be expressive, good communicators, highly social people who enjoy the arts, and like to get the most um, fun out of life. Um, num- I love that. Right? Me too. I- I'm kind of curious yeah. now. I need to like calculate that with my birth name and figure out what my number is. I know what my life path number is. Um, but I don't know my, um, my name numbers. Um, yeah. So numbers that have a significant impact on your life are usually calculated with your birth date. So for example, we're going to use my birthday, February 15th, 1996. So in numerology, this is two plus one plus five plus one plus nine plus nine plus six. That adds up to 33, which reduces to six. And I believe that when you're doing it with your birthday, the repeating numbers or the double numbers is okay to add um, because that's how you get your life path number. That's the only way to get it. So my life path number is six. Um, and your life path number tells you one of the, um, it's one of the most important numerology numbers as well as your birthday number. And it, um, sorry, had a brain fart. You're good. I've been doing that on repeat since we started recording. <laughs> My brain is entirely broken. Yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, your life path number, it kind of breaks down um, what kind of what you're almost meant to do in life or, like, what you're, what you're probably most likely drawn to in life. Um, I believe that my life path number talks about um, – healing and that I'm, I'm probably most likely drawn to healing or that m- people are more likely drawn to me because of that, um, that I'm meant to be a healer in life, which makes a lot of sense. I definitely feel like that is incredibly accurate. Um, so in conclusion, if you're going to work with any system of divination, it is important to accept that there is... wisdom oh my goodness i'm so sorry my dog just like lost his damn mind that's all right we love atlas yes we do he's such a sweetie he just got freaked out um so as i was saying sorry sorry (laughs) y'all um if you're going to work with any system of divination it is important to accept that there is wisdom beyond your conscious knowing whether you think that wisdom comes from your subconscious the collective unconscious um god your guides your higher your higher self it doesn't matter um just make sure that your intuition is in check and that you're um sorry and that you are grounded i'm gonna go let him out of my room no worries um just make sure that you are grounded and in tune with yourself um just like margo mentioned before um meditating is a really great way to ground yourself another way that i've heard um that you can ground yourself i have yet to try this method i've wanted to but because i live in an apartment complex it feels awkward because people are staring at you um you can go outside and 
um, with your bare feet, kind of just stand in the grass and, and ground with the earth that way. That's a really great way to ground yourself. Um, that is a really good way. It's just super snowy here. So that like stresses me out. To <laughs> yeah, your feet would get really cold. Don't do it if it's snowing or yes, they would. If, I mean, unless you don't care about your feet being cold, I wouldn't do it if it's raining or snowing. <laughs> um, just yeah, be yeah. mindful of the weather when you go to do it. Um, I was gonna say something else. And then I completely forgot. Oh, um, we will probably do another blog post about grounding too. But I think we're planning on doing an episode on grounding. So Keep yes. an eye out for one or the other or both. We might just do both. Um, so, yeah. All right. So that's some of the most popular forms of divination. We really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we did making it. Even though we were a little bit out of it, um, we are going to try to get ahead on our episodes and hopefully we will be a little more put together next time. Um, of course, if you guys have any questions about this episode or any of our other ones, feel free to email us at nearlywitchespod at gmail.com. Um, we're really looking forward to talking to you yes. guys. So yeah, like Margo said, we're a little all over the place this episode, but that's okay. I mean, it wouldn't be fun for you guys if you guys couldn't laugh at us as we're doing this. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can also message us on our Instagram page at nearlywitchespod. And our Facebook page at Nearly Witches Podcast. Yeah. And we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you next week for episode seven. Yep. Bye, witches. See you next week. Bye.